to the Very Well Mind podcast. We've interviewed over 100 authors, experts, entrepreneurs, athletes, musicians, and others to help you learn strategies to care for your mental health. This episode is hosted by psychotherapist and best-selling author Amy Morin. Now let's get into the episode. You're listening to the Friday Fix. Every Friday, I share a quick mental strength exercise that will help fix the thoughts, emotions, and actions that drain you of the mental strength you need to be your best. Today, we're going to talk about self-sabotage, why we do it and what it is and how to stop. But before we do, here's a couple of questions for you. Why would a pre-med student who needs to ace an anatomy exam go out and party the night before instead of staying home to study? And why would someone who is just five pounds away from their weight loss goal eat an entire pizza and then declare their weight loss dream a hopeless cause? People who do these things might come to my therapy office saying that they need more help with their impulsivity, or they might ask for help increasing their motivation. Those things aren't the real problem, though. Self-sabotage is their problem. So that's what we're going to talk about today. How do you stop sabotaging yourself? Before we discuss how to stop it, though, let me explain what it is and why it happens. Basically, self-sabotage involves anything you do that ruins your chances of success. Seems kind of ridiculous on the surface, right? Why would anyone sabotage their own efforts to reach a goal? Well, I'm guessing that you've done this before in your own life. In fact, you might be doing it right now. Maybe you don't even know that you're doing it. Learning more about why it happens can help you recognize it and hopefully stop doing it. Here are the top seven reasons why we engage in self-sabotage. Number one, you're trying to preserve your self-esteem. Sometimes people think anyone who sabotages themselves must be afraid of success, but that's not the whole story. Self-sabotage doesn't stem from a fear of success. It stems from the fear that you'll try your very best and still not be good enough. That med student that we just talked about who parties instead of studies for the exam, that's because they can then blame their failure on the fact that they're tired or that they're hungover. If they studied their hardest and still failed, they'd have to take responsibility for not being good enough. That might be a huge blow to their self-esteem because they might decide that they're not smart enough or they're just not capable. It's way easier to think, okay, I failed because I stayed up all night partying than it is to think I failed because I'm not smart enough. So self-sabotage is actually a great way to fend off some of your deepest insecurities. And it works in the short term. You don't have to find out if you're really as good as you hope you are when you sabotage yourself on purpose. But in the long term, it actually hurts your self-esteem. You'll never know what you're capable of if you don't try. You'll stay stagnant and you'll watch other people succeed without ever knowing if you might actually be able to do better. Number two, perfectionism and anxiety about the inability to be perfect also lead to self-sabotage. If you're a perfectionist, you might spend a lot of time thinking about the what ifs. What if I make a mistake? What if I fall flat on my face? You might know that you can only keep up being perfect for so long. Eventually, you're gonna make a mistake and eventually you're gonna fail. Knowing that you're going to fail and dreading how that feels creates tension. 
Anxiety builds as you wait for that inevitable mistake to occur. Eventually, the anxiety and the dread that you feel might become somewhat unbearable. So you decide to just get it over with. You let down your guard, make a mistake, and then the tension is gone. For a minute, you can breathe easy. It's uncomfortable to mess up, but sometimes that feels more comfortable than the anticipation of messing up. The third reason why we sabotage ourselves is because we rely on willpower. So often, people think that they can build mental strength to resist all temptations. No matter how much they're surrounded by unhealthy traps, they think willpower will save them. But the truth is you only have so much willpower. You don't want to waste all of your energy resisting temptation all day long. Let's say maybe you want to eat healthy. Keeping a bowl of M&Ms on your desk to stare at you all day long means you'll have to constantly remind yourself, don't eat those M&Ms. That's going to use up tons of brain power. And then it only takes one moment of weakness to reach over, grab a handful, and scarf them down. Before you even realize what you're doing, you might eat a whole bunch of them. But let's say that maybe you have a successful day where you resist the candy jar all day. At the end of the day, you might feel pretty good about yourself. And then when a coworker suggests that you go to happy hour, you might accept the invitation. You might then have some drinks, eat some fried mozzarella sticks, and have way more nachos than you meant to because you had zero willpower left over. You'd wasted it fighting the M&Ms all day. That's one of the biggest reasons why people sabotage themselves. They don't set themselves up for success. Instead, they rely on willpower. Sometimes you just have to create an environment that makes it easier to stick to your goals. And then you won't constantly waste your energy trying to resist temptation all day long. The fourth reason people sabotage themselves is because they're avoiding short-term discomfort. It's easy to stay on target when life is going well. It's much tougher to do that when you encounter some adversity. I've had countless people walk into my therapy office wondering why they couldn't kick a bad habit for more than a couple of weeks. Maybe it's retail therapy that cheers them up for a minute. And then when their credit card bills roll in, they feel awful. Or maybe it's a pile of chocolate chip cookies that tastes really good and distracts you from worrying about something. But then you realize you're putting your health at risk again. We all self-sabotage sometimes to gain momentary, immediate relief. The fifth reason why we sabotage ourselves is because we think that we just don't deserve happiness. It's this really interesting phenomenon, but it's more common than you might think. Sometimes we believe that for one reason or another, we just don't deserve to be happy. Maybe you think you're a bad person, or maybe you didn't forgive yourself for something that you did 10 years ago. Either way, you might think that you just don't deserve to have good things come your way. So then when good things do happen, you might feel an urge to blow it. That might be because you expect things to go wrong eventually anyway. After all, happiness can't last forever, right? So just like in the case where perfectionists mess up to ease the tension and the dread of making a mistake, people who don't feel deserving of happiness sometimes mess things up on purpose so they don't have to just sit around and wait for the other shoe to drop. Other people just feel uncomfortable when they're happy or they feel undeserving of good fortune. They're convinced that they're the kind of person who only has bad luck. And when their beliefs about themselves, like I'm too bad of a person to have good things happen, or they believe something like the universe is out to get me, and those beliefs don't line up with the way things are actually unfolding, they experience discomfort. In the psychology world, we call this cognitive dissonance. 
Cognitive dissonance is that uncomfortable feeling we get when our beliefs, our attitudes, and our behaviors are contradictory. Like when you know smoking is bad for you, but you light up a cigarette anyway. You have to come to some sort of conclusion about why you're willing to do it. So when you believe that you don't deserve happiness, you're going to feel uncomfortable when you land a great job or when you find the person of your dreams. Whether you convince yourself it's not going to last or you subconsciously feel unworthy of being happy, there's a good chance that you'll sabotage yourself. The sixth reason that we sabotage ourselves is because we just don't feel worthy of an achievement. Imposter syndrome is something that a lot of us deal with. It's when you think that you somehow got to be where you are because of luck rather than skills. You might think, okay, I just caught a lucky break, but I don't actually know how to do my job. Or you might think that your boss overestimated you when you got promoted. Feeling like that is really anxiety provoking. And while some people deal with that by trying to hide their weaknesses and mask their insecurities, other people just get it over with and sabotage themselves. It's like they just can't bear to keep up a secret facade any longer and they mess up, usually in a major way to try to get off that pedestal that they imagine everybody else has them on. And number seven, the reason that people sabotage themselves is because their lives aren't matching up with the way that they see themselves. Sometimes we just want to create an environment that reinforces our beliefs. Here's a really strange example. There's a study that found that people with low self-esteem actually surround themselves with people who put them down. Because when people put them down, it reinforces that they should feel bad about themselves. And then their beliefs about themselves become congruent with the world around them. Just like before when we talked about cognitive dissonance, if someone with low self-esteem spends time with people who praise them all the time and compliment them, they become visibly uncomfortable. So anyone who thinks they're a loser or a failure is going to create an environment that reinforces those beliefs. Then the world around them will certainly sabotage their efforts no matter how hard they try. If you find yourself setting an unattainable goal for yourself, it might be because you want proof that you can't succeed. Or if you find that you're a magnet for people who mistreat you, it might be because you need those people to reinforce your unhealthy beliefs about yourself. Okay, so those are the top seven reasons why we sabotage ourselves. If you notice yourself doing those things, what can you do about it? Well, first, it's just about recognizing, all right, I'm behaving contrary to my goal. Just acknowledging your tendency to sabotage yourself can help stop the train wreck before it happens. So you might ask yourself, am I looking for an excuse for my failure? Am I surrounding myself with people who are dragging me down? Am I reaching for some sort of short-term solution that will probably sabotage my long-term effort? No matter how you sabotage yourself, there's a good chance that it's caused by a self-limiting belief or two. Believing that you're unworthy, incapable, incompetent, unlovable, or just not good enough could be the core of the problem. Fortunately, though, you can chip away at those beliefs once you recognize them. Rather than act in a way that reinforces them, decide that you're going to challenge them. Yes, that means that you're going to have to be uncomfortable for a while. You have to trust that the way you see yourself might not be 100% true all the time, though. Refusing to sabotage yourself also means you're going to face your biggest fear. The fear that somehow, no matter how hard you try, you might not succeed. When you face that fear, though, you'll see that you're stronger, more capable, and more competent than you think. You don't need to gather excuses for failure. Instead, you can take responsibility for your shortcomings and choose to learn from them so that you can bounce back stronger than before. Keep in mind that being mentally strong isn't about succeeding every time. 
It's about trusting that you'll be okay even if you fall short. If, however, despite your best effort, you keep sabotaging yourself, talk to someone. Get professional help. A therapist can help you discover why you're doing it and how you can stop. And that's the key to putting an end to self-sabotage. Thank you for listening to the Very Well Mind podcast. If you found this episode informative, please share the episode with your friends and family and leave a rating and review wherever you listen to podcasts. To learn more about the Very Well Mind podcast, you can head to verywellmind.com slash podcasts.